Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are featuring stories of transformation. Each person has a story, and we want to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of others. As you listen to today's episode, I encourage you to think about your story. How is God working in your life? I promise you, He is on the move. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited to connect with you today. I want you to know that you are so seen, you are so loved, you are so valued. And as we think about living out our stories for the glory of God, I want you to understand that God sees you, that He is pursuing you and that he has a plan for your life. And as we talk about these stories, we just want to highlight God's work, not only in the lives of the people that we're interviewing, but also in your life. So as you listen, be prayerful. Think about, you know, what is God doing in my life and how can I use my story for his glory? I'm so excited to welcome Shelly Chandler to the podcast today. You know, Shelly, you love Shelly. She is no stranger around here. Welcome, Shelly. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here today. Oh my goodness. That was such a calm it opening. Was. <laughs> I love that about Shelly. I don't know if you've ever called her and left a voicemail uh, for her, but let me tell you, the softest, sweetest voicemail message ever is your voicemail, you know, recording. Hi, it's Shelly. And it just makes me laugh because if you know Shelly, she's so animated and yes, excited. I am. I, am. So, I, I try to rein it in at times when it needs to be appropriate. Very so. professional. Yes, yes. Welcome to the podcast. We're Thanks. so thankful for you. Tell us a little bit about you and your family. So, um, one really cool thing that's happening this year is my husband and I are just about to celebrate 27 years of marriage. And so that's coming up here pretty soon. Um, I have three boys. Um, I always say this because I think it's delightful and fun, but they're all three redheaded. Yes. And so I call them my redheaded boys. Um, so I have two in college now, which is a completely, oh my goodness, just a totally new way of life. But one is finishing his sophomore year at Washita Baptist University and one is finishing his freshman year at the University of Fayetteville and so I'm super excited and super proud for both of them and then I have an 11th grader at Conway High School and then um, of course I have to talk about the dog because he is part of the family as well and so I have a almost 10 year old uh, Cavapoo named Cooper that if you follow me on social media, that's practically all I post, and I'm not not ashamed. <laughs> <Serious> dog mom, <laughs> I am. I'm very proud of that. But that's my my little family, and um, I'm just super happy. We live in Conway and have now for um, oh goodness, almost all of our married lives. So that's great. That's great. Okay, so take us back uh, to your childhood. Tell us a little bit about that and how you met the Lord. So I had a typical, I feel like, um, if you're a church girl, I had the typical growing up um, childhood, family life. We went to church. That's what we did. My dad is a minister, um, and so we were (laughs) at church every time. Yes. (laughs) And um, I was saved fairly young. Um, I was saved at the age of nine, and um, I actually... The the how I remember it is when I went forward to, um, to, you know, make whatever, to just make this profession... Or to just say that, you know, I needed something. I remember my parents had already thought that I was saved. And so when I came forward, they thought I was coming forward for baptism. And in my young little heart, I didn't know any different. And so when it came time for me to be baptized, I remember specifically, you know, just this feeling of dread and just almost guilt, shame, however you can describe it as a, or feel it as a nine-year-old girl. And um, after I was baptized, 
I went back to get changed, and I'm just standing there and looking at myself in the mirror, and I knew it, it still wasn't right. Huh. And so I love telling this story because I was actually saved in the bathroom <laughs> at our church after I got done being baptized. And so, um, I, I mean, I, I literally did this. I knelt down, put my little elbows on the toilet, <laughs> and that yes. is where Jesus came and saved me. And I remember so well the feeling of just that huge weight yes. just yes. rolling off yes. and just the sheer joy yeah. that I felt um, and the smile that couldn't be contained and just I knew that my life had been changed forever. Yeah. So, And we talk a lot about that, you know, that moment when you move from spiritual death to spiritual yes. life, when Jesus saves you and just whether you're young or you're old or somewhere in between, just the joy that that brings and the hope that that brings yeah. into your life. Uh, you know, looking back on that now, when you think about that season or that time of your life, what stands out is maybe just the most memorable moment. So the actual part where I, I literally said, Jesus, I need you. And um, just the overwhelming peace that I felt after that. And so I remember, you know, finishing and drying off and and getting dressed back into my my dress clothes because it was a Sunday morning and walking out of that bathroom door and just the smile that was on my face and I could see it reflected and those around me because they knew too that something had happened and so um, of course I was baptized later on and and when um, oh about three years later actually I was baptized but um, I'll never forget that moment. That is so cool. That is so cool. And you recently went back and visited that church or that area, right? Yes. And so I was saved in uh, Memphis, Tennessee at Berean Baptist Church, and it no longer exists. And so we were going through um, that part of, um, we were just traveling and we were going through Memphis. And I just told my husband, I said, hey, I would really like to go back um, to that building and just, you know, just see the place. Cause I, I was calling it, it was my holy ground experience. And right. so I was like, let's just try, let's go. And so it's an insurance company now. <laughs> and so I was that weird person that walked into the building. I recognized it cause it looked the exact same. Uh, my dad was the pastor there. And so the personage was just right behind. I mean, I remember all of, all the things, you know, come flooding back with all those familiar things that you remember. And I walked in and I went to the receptionist and I was like, I know this is going to be really weird. And I promise I'm not crazy, (laughs) but I was saved here. I said, I don't know if you know what that means, um, but it means something to me. And uh, it's where my life was changed. And it happened right over here in this bathroom. And I would love to just go and just stand there and just look at the place. And we're, oh, I'm going to be emotional. I'm sorry, but where God changed my life. Yes. And she said, well, sure, honey. And so she let me in and I stood um, in the doorway. And of course, there's things are different, but it was still the, the, the location was still the same. So I stood in the doorway and I had my husband take a couple pictures. Oh, yes. And so I've got those. And um, just what a, what a great memory right. that God allowed me to have that experience at nine and then turn around and I won't say when it was because we won't say the age now. But, but <laughs> a few he, years later, a few years later, he allowed me to go back and then just um, almost recreate that yes. in a sense where I had the photo of me, um, and oh, 
Man, I'm so glad I did that. Yes, and it's so good to celebrate. It it's is. It's so good to remember yes. and to go back. And I, I know for you, Shelly, and for all of us, it just fuels our passion to continue on. Yes. So that actually is a great transition as we think about, you know, you as a nine-year-old girl and then now today and mm-hmm. some of the different challenging seasons, some of the different ups and downs and the twists and the turns. Tell us about a challenging season that maybe stands out in your life, but specifically, what has God taught you in the challenging season? Yes, so you and I are really good friends, and so Andrea gets to hear all of my stuff, and so (laughs) she knows most of my story, Um, but there have been so many, here recently especially, like in the last five years, so many difficult things, difficult seasons that God has allowed me to walk through, and we need to really specify that, that God has allowed me to walk through those things. Um, And every time something new would come or every time a a different um, situation would come up that would be difficult, God was just very present. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that I know about God is I can trust Him, and I can trust His faithfulness to me, that when things do come our way, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. His presence is always with us. And he always demonstrates that um, kindness to us in that sanctification process, that his goodness to us comes to us in the form that he is stripping things away from us that we no longer need, mm-hmm. that are not necessary, that he is He is removing to conform us to the image of his son. But at the same time, as he is being good to us, he's also being kind because he promises to never leave. That's right. That he will always be with us. And I love uh, some of the verses, and I'm not going to remember specific. I know it's in Isaiah, and I think it may be 46, but don't quote me on that. I apologize. But it says that when you go through the fire, Mm -hmm. when you go through the flood. Yes. My presence will be That's with right. you. And, of course, Psalm 23, when it speaks that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Yes. So the thing that God has really imprinted on my heart is that we do go through difficult times. He does allow those things to come because he is working something in us that we cannot do ourselves. And that's his goodness displayed to us. But he also displays his kindness and that he is with us every step of the way. Yes. And boy, doesn't that fortify our faith to know that God's plans for us are good, his work in our life is good, and that he does know what's best for us in every situation that we face. Our insights and vision are so limited, but he is limitless. And so as we trust him, which I love that you highlighted that word, that we know who he is, we know how he works, we know his character, his ability, his strength, his truth, so that our confidence is in him rather than ourselves Mm -hmm. or our circumstances, then we can see how he's leading us through those challenging times. And I just want to say, I've seen this lived out in your life because we do walk together (laughs) through life, you know, and I'm thankful for that. And so we see the fruit of the spirit that can be displayed in the difficult times that there's love and joy and peace and patience goodness kindness gentleness faithfulness and self-control and so what about for that woman out there who's just barely hanging on like life is closing in speak to her yeah so oh goodness if I could just wrap you up I would because I know how you feel um man you can trust God even when it doesn't seem like you can Because sometimes it feels as if God is silent. And I can promise you that in those moments and in those times when it feels as if God is maybe even turned away from you, 
that is when God is doing his deepest work. That's right. That is when he is molding and shaping you and conforming you into the image of his son in a way that can't be done any other way. Yes. I think for a lot of us, um, if we were able to choose the way our life would go, we would not necessarily choose difficulty. We would not necessarily choose hardship. Um, I mean, when we get a headache, for goodness sake, we're, we're reaching for the medicine because we want the pain to go away. And that's kind of how life is. But God uses pain in our lives and he uses difficulties to draw us to him. And every time we are drawn to him, he proves himself faithful. He proves himself trustworthy. He proves himself to be true to us. Yes, We can take him at his word. We can trust him. And so if you are in that spot right now, I want you to know that you can press in to Jesus. Press into God because he will be faithful to you. That's right. That's right. Such a good word. And we want you to know that you are not alone either. That's why we have this community of women. That's why you have women within the context of your local church uh, where you can link arms. And we're going to talk about community in just a little bit. But just know you don't have to walk through this season alone. Uh, You have the word of God. You have the spirit of God. You have the body of Christ around you. So reach out. Just what Shelly said, lean into Jesus and also lean into that community. So, okay. Okay, let's talk about just how God's working in your life right now. I know that he's calling you to step out in faith in different areas and, and in different ways. Just kind of catch us up on what's going on in your world. So um, back in 2018, I was blessed to be able to graduate from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, which is a mouthful <laughs> to realize yes. that with my master's in theological studies. And that was something that's like a whole nother story that we could get into at a different time. But God just opened that door and opened that opportunity for me um, to be able to go and, and, and get this type of education that I never would have dreamed, never would have, you know, stepped into had God not called me into doing that. And um, so now currently I'm actually getting my doctorate, which every time I say that or even talk about it, I just want to be like, really, what, (laughs) what are you thinking? And so, but he has allowed this new opportunity for me to be able to pursue a doctorate in educational ministry. And it is, um, once again, just stretched me in ways that I probably wouldn't have chosen. Let me walk that statement back. I definitely wouldn't Wouldn't have have chosen chosen for myself. But he, once again, has proven faithful. And so my, my life has just been a series of yeses to the Lord. And um, he will open a door and I get to choose whether or not to walk through it. And so I'm um, just following after him and just trying to be obedient to, to him and be faithful to what he has called. So I have been called into ministry. And I'm just going to be real honest because somebody probably needs to hear this. That's a difficult statement for me to even make today and God called me in ministry almost seven years ago and still even today it's hard for me to just say that but I I know that the thing that I can trust is that since I didn't do the calling and it wasn't something that you know I was pursuing that God just you know just compelled for me that I can trust him to equip and I can trust him to position, and I can trust him to place me where he needs to put me. And so one of the questions I get asked a lot, and if you're out there listening and you want to know more about this, you can contact me, and I promise I will talk to you uh, probably more than you want to hear. But um, one of the things that 
I get asked a lot is, so what are you going to do with this? Right. And I'm like, I wish I could tell you. I wish God had said, Shelly, get this degree because I've got this for you. I don't know what God's plan is. All I do know is that I can trust it. That's good. That's good. And that's all we need to know. Yes. You know, and sometimes if we knew all the details, it would be more than what we need to know because we would probably mess it up, (laughs) right? Yes, yes. (laughs) So I love that you shared that about your call to ministry. And we want you to know if you're listening today and you're sensing call to ministry that there's a place for you. Yes. You know, we want you to know that and we want to come alongside you and equip you. We have all kinds of resources and we have mentors. Mm -hmm. We have opportunities, you know, for you to plug into volunteer service. Uh, And you, again, go back to your local church and get involved there and really get your feet in you know in in the water in a sense and start serving uh we we want you to know that you are so loved and supported in that and Shelly is a great example of that you know you've served for years in your local yes. church you're now doing uh, denominational work working here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention you have served in many capacities uh in women's ministry at the state convention inspire coordinator network leader uh just podcaster radio I mean they're <laughs> just speaker, you know, and so she has her own ministry. So there are opportunities out there. And if there's anything that I think we feel compelled to share Mm -hmm. with that next generation is, you know, do not allow fear to hold you back. You know, our generation, I think we have allowed that. And that's something that we have navigated. But maybe that next generation won't have that same level of fear and they will step into the things that God has for them. And so Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So good. All right. So tell us what inspires you. Oh, I love this question. And so I've enjoyed listening to um, all the all the answers of this question. And if you haven't gone back or if you haven't begun to listen to the Inspire on the Go podcast, I encourage you to go back and do that because just for this one question alone, it's totally worth it. But what inspires me right now is just real authentic community. Um there is something that feeds my soul when I get together with other people who are pursuing Christ, who are are, are just ser- searching and seeking after Him and just trying to follow Him. Um, I just I just get goosebumps when I when I'm able to do that, and it's one of those things that's just life giving. But so I have one good story that's just kind of an example of that. But we're in this really sweet Sunday school class at my church. And one day this girl was just sharing her heart and she was having some struggles and she was just sharing a, just a difficult circumstance with her and um, that she was she was involved in. And at the end of class, oh, I, I'm just I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. But we all surrounded her mm-hmm. and we all came to her and we laid our hands on her and we prayed for her. And we prayed specific for that situation that she was struggling with and struggling in. And that is just such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. And so what inspires me right now is that real authentic community where you can be with someone and you can be vulnerable and you can share yourself and you can know and be known. And that's what God intended all along when he gave us the body. It's that mutual encouragement. It's that building up of one another. It's that that grasping arms together and and becoming disciples together as we uh, seek to serve God and and strive to follow after Jesus and become more and more like him every day. Yes. 
So good, so good. And so as you think about linking arms with the people in your life, I want to encourage you to be vulnerable, be transparent, be authentic. You know, take that first step and watch how God blesses that person, but also blesses you. Yes. And Shelly, I want to end this podcast by saying you are that kind of person in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the the good, we see the not so good, <laughs> you know, and it's such a blessing to have those types yes. of women in our life. And then, you know, to say, hey, I'm praying for you and to know that they're really praying or, hey, let's pray about this together. You know, let's 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 do this together. And so thank you for being that for me and for so many others. Uh, as you uh, think about just the future, and I want to end with this question right here. I'm going to tag one more on. As you think about the future and you look ahead, what is your hope for the future? Oh, man, my hope for the future is to increase the kingdom more and more, to see that young lady or or anyone, honestly, that is struggling or maybe questioning or doubting and, and finding her and pulling her up and, and bringing her along and saying, let's go, let's do this together. Um, my hope is that the church just Uh, continues to just increase and that we grow in our love for one another and that we are just this shining example of what Jesus's love actually means to the world, Mm -hmm. that we follow that, that command, that sweet commandment that he gave us, that we love him first with all of our heart, all of our soul and all of our mind and strength, and that we then turn around and love others. I I just, that is my hope. That is my desire for the church. That is my desire for me for my children, for anyone I come into contact with, that we are known by our love. That's so good. Well, thank you so much, Shelly. We love you, and we're so thankful that you Mm -hmm. shared your story with us. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this episode of Inspire on the Go. As always, we welcome you to you know, like the podcast, rate it, subscribe, share it with your friends. We want to get the message of hope out and we know that you can help us do that. We'll see you again on the next Inspire on the Go. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.